Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with another episode of Board Games Daily. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we really appreciate that. Hey, we've got a couple things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, the epic all-day games that Scott brought up a few days ago. I'm back in town, so I'll chime in on that. I'm going to give you some thoughts as well on the Spiel winners. We've got some information. Uh, we got a, a write-in about this week's cage fight. We're also going to declare a winner and announce this week's cage fight. We got lots to do here on Board Games Daily today. Want to remind you, if you want to be a part of the conversation, there's a lot of ways you can do that. If you're listening on Spotify, there's an actual voice message feature. You can just drop us a line that way and we'll put you in the show. You can also email us, the- Theology of Games at gmail.com and find us on all social medias at Theology of Games on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. So be sure to reach out, connect with us. We really, really appreciate that. And uh, with that, I'm back from Canada and that was super fun. And I think it's time we get this show on the road here on Board Games Daily, brought to you by Theology of Games. everybody AJ here and I'm going to weigh in on the spiel winners so let's talk about Dorf Romantic I absolutely know nothing about this game that is the winner of Spiel des Jahres this year and uh, it's been a common thread for me now where I don't know all three games that are nominated for Spiel because they do have to be German games some of them haven't made it to the US or some of them I just don't have a lot of popularity in the U.S. if they do have a version. So I don't know Dorf Romantic. Don't even know what the second game is nominated, but I do know Next Station London. And uh, Next Station London is... uh, Well, I talked about it um, in in my uh, segment about the Game Night Cage fight and why I liked uh, Welcome 2 better than Next Station London. But one thing I like about Next Station London better than Welcome 2 is the accessibility. I can certainly see why this was a Spiel Spiel nominee, because it is accessible with a good level of strategy in it, especially for for gamers who are coming in uh, to the hobby and just haven't played a lot of games yet. Uh, This is a great entry-level flip-and-write game. And um, so, yeah, I can see why it's a nominee. As to why it didn't beat Dorf Romantic, have no idea, because I don't know anything about it or the other game. So let's talk about Kenner Spiel then. Kenner in German means knowledge, but, um, or to know something. I don't know why it translates to like connoisseurs award or something, but when I think of Kenner Spiel, I think of knowledge-based games, thinky games, 
Um, Exit was one of the winners a few years ago. And I thought, well, that's fitting, even though it's not replayable. But I always tend to think about these games as more thinky or strategy based, more gamer type games. And yet a game called Challengers won. I played Challengers. I played it, played it digitally. Maybe that had something to do with my dislike for the game, but it was very lackluster. Um, it just, it's, it's this warlike mechanic where you're playing high, high card kind of wins. There's some subtext on the cards, which will mitigate what's happening in the little battle. Um, I do like the idea of drafting cards each round and, and, and scrapping cards and getting better cards into your deck. That's always cool. Cool little mechanic. It's nothing new. Uh, the artwork was cute. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Why would this game win Kennerspiel? I have no idea. Now, I don't know much about Planet Unknown. I've seen lots about it. I'm going to play that digitally here in a few days. Um, I do know that it looks amazing. It's got this Lazy Susan in the center of the table that hold these tiles for you. If you don't know what a Lazy Susan is, it's this, it's this old-time uh, little contraption that sits on your table. You serve food on it. It spins around so people can easily access it. You can serve You can put your napkins and plates on it or your condiments or whatever. Well, in this case, it's, it's uh, space station tiles, I think, um, for Planet Unknown. Uh, so it's really cool. Is it gimmicky? I don't know. I mean, if it is a gimmick, it's really, it's a good one. It's, it's good. It, it makes the game, the, the components accessible and aesthetically it's super pleasing to look at. I'm really excited to play it. Um, I can't imagine that it would be a worse or less interesting game than challengers. So I would just say from what I've seen about planet unknown, that it probably should have beat challengers, but that's all I can say. So, uh, finally the kids spiel or, um, uh, what's kids auf Deutsch? Uh, shoot. I can't think of what it is. Kinder is a kinder spiel. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually really into kids games right now because I've got a five-year-old, uh, who plays a lot of games with me and a three-year-old who wants to play a lot of games. We can play, we can access a lot of the fun co games that you find at target and things like that. But I just picked up, um, that's very clever for kids at origins this, this year. And my daughter Caroline plays it with me and we're having a blast playing these um, gamer games for kids. Uh, so Mysterium was one of the ones that was nominated this this year. And I really enjoy Mysterium. It's it's a it's a unique game. Um, so I played I played Mysterium a handful of times and I've always had a good experience with it. So I would definitely be interested in checking out Mysterium for kids. Uh, again, the other two I didn't recognize or didn't know much about the other two that were up for uh, for Kinderspiel. So uh, that's just my two cents on the on the kids games there. But uh, I'm liking them these days. So I guess in the couple years to come, I'll have more to say about Kinderspiel. But uh, that's my thoughts on the Spiel winners. Take it for what it's worth and uh, check out some of those games. See you later. Hey everyone, Jeremiah back. Thanks again, as always. We're really glad when folks tune in to listen. Hey, I wanted to uh, get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way before I give some thoughts on some games here. The uh, the Game Night Cage fight is wrapping up today. We had somebody vote and they also wrote us a little note here via email on the website. 
and you, you can always find uh, a poll there in our on our website. But our buddy Mark Jackson wrote in, "Who will win uh, for him? It's Next Station London, hands down." He says, "More interesting problems, greater variety, and various player solutions." even looks like a London quote-unquote tube map when you're finished. So for him, Next Station London is cool. He also said Next Station Tokyo is cool, by the way, which, yes, there is another version of the game called Next Station Tokyo. I don't own a hard copy of that, but I have played it on Board Games Arena and find it also very fun. So... The will I'll let AJ handle. I believe AJ's handling that today. He's going to tell us who won. It's a close one. I'll just say that. So I wanted to weigh in on the spiel winners. Um, like Scott, I hadn't played the one that won the spiel, but we all played Challengers, which won the Kenner spiel. And man, I just I don't get it. I'm right there with Scott. Like I don't think any of us liked it. There were like eight of us on this game. And I just felt like, I literally commented in our group text about it. I was like, I feel like this is like some mediocre prototype that somebody would have sent us like 10 years ago that they're trying to get like funded on Kickstarter. It just felt so flat. Uh, you know, the the thrill of flipping over a card and just whatever happens, happens. I, I know there's some strategy to like how you build your deck and how it it plays out, but man, I just, I didn't like it. I'm very, very surprised that this was even nominated, let alone won. So I don't know, maybe I'm way off and everybody's played it and has had a great time. Maybe it was because we were playing virtually because we were, you know, a lot of people in different states and that kind of thing. I, I don't know, help me understand write us at theologyofgames at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts or reach out on social media. Also, uh, Scott brought up this topic of all-day mega games. And I'm going to give two thoughts on this real quick before my segment time is up. (laughs) I, I know we just talked about it, but I would love to just sit down for a whole day and play through all of Mother of Frankenstein. I think that would be so rad. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, that's kind of an obvious choice because that's hot for us. But uh, AJ actually texted me. He's like, you know you want to do Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. I was like, yeah, I do. I have all the expansions, the whole thing, like all three of the big boxes. I would love to just put that all, like just barf it all on the table and just play it all day. Gamelin Games created something really, really cool with that. What would you play? Let me know. I got to get out of here. My time's up. Hey, everybody. AJ here, and I get the privilege to introduce the Game Night Cage Fight. And this week's Game Night Cage Fight is two games that I absolutely love. It is Lost Ruins of Arnak versus Dune Imperium. Not to be confused with the other eight Dune games that exist. This is Dune Imperium. These games uh, are very similar in the fact that they're both worker placement games 
and they're both semi-deck building games. So let's talk about Arnak. Arnak has a great theme. You're in this kind of Jungle Cruise, Indiana Jones adventure uh, that you're just exploring a jungle and the lost ruins of Arnak, essentially. You're going to encounter some ancient beasts and you're going to try and conquer those for some victory points as you put your workers out. But as you encounter those uh, beasts or monsters, you're also going to be unlocking new places where your workers can go. Uh, You're also going to be drafting cards into your hand that have victory points, and they also give you more special actions and abilities through the game. And in addition to that, there's two, uh, I think there's, there's one track with two tokens that you're going to be moving up those tracks along. And as you move up those tracks, you'll be um, unlocking things if you're the first one to get to certain locations on the track. Um, And each of your pieces will gain different things when they reach thresholds on the track as well. Super cool game. The theme is great. It's bright. It's beautiful. I really like it. And and I like that uh, you only have two workers. And through card play, you're going to get your extra actions. And you want to be one of the last people to pass out of the round. You want to have as many actions as possible and do a lot of stuff. So, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Sweet game. Dune Imperium is also a great game, very similar. You're going to be collecting cards throughout the game and you're going to be playing your cards so that you can play your workers to certain locations. Those cards have special abilities. Sometimes they have a scaffolding ability if you already have another card in play of that type. You get some bonuses. You know how those work. But essentially, you're you're trying to gain control of Arrakis by collecting spice, by collecting whatever the money system is, the credit system is. Um, and, and, uh, you have four different tracks that you're trying to go up. And as you go up these tracks, you're going to be putting out victory points on the board. I think in the base game, I think it's either 10 or 12 victory points triggers end game. It doesn't mean that you're going to win if you trigger end game. Somebody could still finish out their turn and, and come out ahead of you. What's interesting about this game is you have this really tense battle that's going on. You'll send your worker to locations, which will allow you to send some cubes into a battle each round. There's going to be a battle card that you're fighting for. And um, at the end of the round, the battle takes place. And for the sake of this uh, podcast, let's call it intrigue cards. There's going to be these intrigue cards that you're playing as well to kind of enhance uh, your battle, your your uh, your warriors that are there, or you might have something that decreases the number of warriors another player has there. Essentially, you can get some big points, and I'd say big points, but you can get points from uh, winning these battles. So it's so intense. And um, as you go up the tracks that I was talking about previously on the side, you're also going to be gaining the victory points by reaching certain thresholds or being the first one to a certain point. But those can go back and forth if somebody surpasses you in that area. Oh my gosh. Dune Imperium is one of the most exciting yet tense, anxiety-filled games I've ever played. I, um, I get worked up just when we're setting it up on the table because I know how tense it's going to be. Now... I don't like that for every game night. I'm, I don't enjoy that every game night. Sometimes I just want to be very casual about games. Uh, and with Lost Ruins of Arnak, you can be very casual about it. It's not as intense, even though you are kind of racing up tracks a little bit. But 
it doesn't have the same kind of feel Dune Imperium has. And I just have never had a more exciting experience with games in the last 10 years than I've had with Dune Imperium. It is, it is the winner for me because of that very fact. I just get so excited when I'm playing it. I get nervous. I, I, I'm invested and I just love it. I, and not to mention it's Dune. I love the theme. Now I like I like that whole jungle adventure kind of theme with Arnak, but I like Dune better. It's just it's so cool. Um, I don't know that I'm making a great case for Dune. Some of you might be like, yeah, I don't really want to feel anxious while I'm playing a game. I get that, but I love Dune. It's it's that race to the finish. Who's going to get to the ten points first, and and am I going to be able to surpass them? I love Dune. I don't know that I can say much more about it. Other than if you haven't tried Arnak or Dune, they're fantastic games, both of them. But Dune is the winner for me. Both of them have expansions that that hopefully enhance them. I've only played one expansion for Dune. I'm not sure that I've played an expansion for Arnak yet. Um, but yeah, that's it. Play them both, but Dune wins it for me. Can't wait to hear from you. Check us out on Twitter, cast your votes there, and then we'll hear from Firestone Jeremiah soon about who their winner is. That's it for now. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.